Welcome to Career Bits, the podcast of the University Career Center at UNC Charlotte. I'm Jay. I'm Patrick. I'm Jesse. And I'm Matt. And welcome to NPR. <laughs> we are here a week after our big fall career and internship fairs, and we want to talk about that, what to do after the career fair to survive. So first off, thank you for everyone who participated in the fairs. It was a great experience. We really worked through a lot of stuff to bring this to you and really appreciate our employer partners for working with us on that as well and coming and spending time talking with you. So now what do we do? You know, we start with that. So Matthew, I'm going to, I'm going to pitch that to you first with now what, now that the fair is over. I'm done, right? I don't have to do anything else. Um, If only life were that easy. Uh, So yeah, like, okay, so one thing students really need to remember after you've done the fair, right? So you should really be making sure you're making note of the people that you like, take the people's names that you have met, find them on LinkedIn, send them a little note, and you need to be specific about what fair you met them at. Because this is fair season, so some employers have been to like 14 fairs. Um, so make sure you tell them that, you know, you met them at UNC Charlotte's uh, regional fair and re um, kind of elaborate on what it is you're wanting to connect with them about, whether it's an internship, a job. Um, and it's always a good idea to attach your resume to those little follow-ups that you do. Matt, to kind of follow up on that too, if you remember, I know it's been almost a week probably since you chatted with these employers, but another really great strategy as you're reaching out to those employers on LinkedIn, even email, if you were able to grab their email address, if there was something significant or unique, um, for lack of a better term, that you talked about when you were chatting or video chatting with the employer, also be sure to throw that in there too, just because that might help jog the employer's mind or memory about who you are. Because keep in mind that to Matt's point, there are a ton of fairs going on, even though, though it's virtual. Um, and they're also talking to a ton of different students. So anything that you can do to kind of help or help them jog your memory as to what your conversation was about is helpful. And, and remember to Matt's point, there are a lot of career fairs going on, which means these recruiters are, you know, everywhere and they may not respond to you that exact next day that you want them to. So give it time, allow the process to happen, just like anything else in the world and keep going with your job search and internship search. That means finding other employers, applying to those employers, and, and doing the stuff that all the career coaches have been training you for years and years and years to do for your own career. Yeah, you That's don't want to be a bugaboo and send them you know, a, a message every hour of the day. So, so that's <laughs> a bugaboo? What is a bugaboo again? You know, poke, 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 bug, oh, bug, okay. bug. Boo. I thought that was like a, a creature in a zoo or something. This is our bugaboo. <laughs> I don't know. Bugaboos sound like, you know, uh, supervising the ER team. Oh, I said that out loud. Anyway, so point being, I'm just kidding. You can see people on my, on my team here. <laughs> Something all of you hit on, though, that I think is really important. Most of the time at these fairs, people are going to say, hey, make sure you apply for our job on our site or on our, you know, on Hire Nine or whatever it might be. When you do that, that is an excellent part uh, or an excellent way for you to start your follow-up with them say hey once you know i went ahead and put my application in just like you told me to really looking forward to talking with you enjoyed meeting you at the unc charlotte career fair look forward to hearing from you soon that puts you on their radar and gives them something to say okay let me go to my applicant tracking system make sure i get jesse's resume and pull it up to the top of my stack so i take another look at it you know there's a great i've read this several times and i want to reiterate it again if you just apply to something blindly with no connection to it all you got about a 500 to one chance of 
of somebody actually pulling your stuff out of the stack. But if you do it through a connection, whether you meet that person directly, you've got a referral from somebody inside of the company through networking, whatever it is, your chances to get looked at improve to like 30 to one. That's amazing. You, know, you can really cut into the odds just by doing that one little bit of follow-up. So uh, dovetail onto the follow-up discussion about that. What else should you do though? Let's say, let's say you um, came to the fair and you decided like, okay, right now I'm not really actively searching for jobs or anything, but I'm going to be doing that in the future. How can I manage that when I know I don't need to apply right now because I'm not going to be in the interview swing, but in a year I will be. How can I keep my relationships going with these people? I mean, for me, it's always all about the check-in. Uh, you know, it's something as simple as if you find a really cool article that is very much so connected to the industry or hiring practices for maybe an employer you talked with, or maybe you, like Jesse said, maybe you had like a connection over like a football team that you both like or something, right? You never know what comes up in conversations. So make sure that you're like keeping that engagement going. Um, and, you know, it's a really great way for you to do those informational interviews, following up with the employer and saying, hey, like, I loved everything I learned about you and about your company at the career fair at UNC Charlotte. I'm really interested in IT. Uh, would you happen to have anyone in your company who I could do an informational interview with? So that way you're continuing to learn more about the company um, before you make those big decisions on whether you want to work for them or not. And even before that, making sure your LinkedIn profile is looking fantastic because when they want to go see who you are, if you have nothing in there or bare bones, they're probably not going to care much about you. I agree with all those statements. So LinkedIn being key, and I feel like one of the hardest parts about networking and making these connections is how the heck to maintain those connections. And so it might feel awkward and uncomfortable reaching back out to this person, you know, even six months from now after you connected with them. But in six months or nine months even, you might be ready to start really seriously in looking for an internship or a full-time job, wherever you are in kind of that process. So it's important to still do the whole follow-up thing. I love Matt's idea about asking if they can, if they have any connections, they can potentially introduce you to for an informational interview, but then making sure that again, when the time is a little bit closer to whatever that next step might be, if you're truly interested in that employer, send another note like, Hey, I met you last fall at UNC Charlotte's career fair. We had a great conversation. Here's where I am now. My process would love to connect and chat with you um, and just see where they are and, you know, their recruitment process and cycle. Something that can get mentioned enough too, I don't think is, is if, particularly if you're interested in a company and not only are you following the people, follow the company on LinkedIn because then that will feed into your newsfeed. You'll see when they put out big announcements and things, you can, you'll be a part of those conversations and participate in those discussions. Say like, that sounds amazing. I learned about that in my, you know, you call 4,800 class or whatever it might be, you know, tie yourself in as an active engager in those conversations. You would normally say that to somebody at a networking session or if they came to speak to your class or whatever, but right now, all this is happening digitally. So that's a good way to do it in a comment section. Uh, follow the company, follow their posts, engage in those posts. And I'm telling you, LinkedIn's algorithm is not dumb, y'all. When you start following stuff, it just all of a sudden becomes part of your life, you know, and you'll see it more and more. Matt, now, you know this as well as anybody. You're like the LinkedIn king of the office. I'm on LinkedIn all the time, maybe too much. Um, my boyfriend tells me I'm on it too much. So I assume that means I'm on it too much, but yeah. So, you know, I have, um, right at like 6,000 connections on LinkedIn. So there, I mean, there's no possible way I could stay connected with all of them. Wow. Um, who else feels like less now, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> so I, um, 
What I do though, to make sure I'm staying engaged with people is, you know, I know my audience and it's mostly recruiters who are recruiting, you know, UNCC students. So I make sure to kind of share information that's helpful to them. So if you're creating, you know, if your LinkedIn is full of a lot of peers who you've had through your classes, um, or maybe even recruiters that you've connected with at, you know, our fair from last week, um, make sure you're sharing like projects that you have, you can share them up, upload them as PDFs. And, you know, back to everyone's point around your LinkedIn being engaging, you know, your LinkedIn should bring you to life as an applicant. It should make your resume come to life. So when a person's on your LinkedIn, they should be able to see pictures, examples of your work, uh, more detailed information. So making sure that's filled in and looking really good is a great way to make sure people stay engaged. And, you know, I really, really, really encourage you to make sure you're utilizing hashtags that are relevant to your industry. Um, they do really well on LinkedIn when you do that. And make sure to also check out the groups because that can be another way for you to maybe follow up with people that you've met at career fairs. Um, because if you share a similar group, you can message them without having to do like an email or be connected to them. Absolutely. The other thing I would recommend to do is just as a follow-up is if you make a great connection with a particular company or maybe even more than one company and you're a part of a student organization on campus and you're looking to fill in, you know, the rest of the semester on speakers, things like that, reach out to those people and say, would you guys be interested in just coming in and doing a 15, 20 minute thing? Like we do a lot of that with, you know, employers too, but there's absolutely no rule that says you can't facilitate that as well as a student. In fact, employers will really be super impressed by that and and I haven't met one yet that turned that down uh, when they got that kind of information or uh, invitation. So do that. That's just another neat way to re-engage and to get them around you and around people like you too, because particularly if they're hiring for multiple roles, employers love this, this word pipeline. They love building one. And some of them have been really smart about doing that here by engaging with our student org. So if you're part of a student org, invite employers you have a great relationship with to come and be a part of your org meeting. Very good stuff all around. So Patrick, I'm going to kind of toss it to you for some final words of wisdom, just in terms of follow-up after the career fairs, things that our students and alums can do to keep themselves engaged. Sure. Um, so one thing, uh, wear a hat. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Don't do that. So we're all wearing hats and doing something different because we decided that we're always wearing nice, you know, button down shirts and all that kind of stuff. Let's just do something a little bit different. Uh, don't do what we do for a follow-up for a career fair. But here's the thing, here's, here's how you think about career fairs is you need to do something. You can't just say, I went to a career fair, I plunked my resume into a digital stash and now I'm just gonna wait. If you really wanna find purposeful work, if you really wanna find what it is that you wanna do for that company that you really wanna work for, it's gonna take work. And that means using career coaches, that means continuing the process, that means making sure that you are presenting your best self because that's what they're assuming when they see you. So with UNC Charlotte Career Center, that's how we're going to help you do those kind of things. I'm so glad you mentioned career coaches in that. Our career coaches are not only here to help you prepare for the fair, they're help, here to help you with the follow-up as well. So make appointments through Hire Niner, come into the digital drop-ins, ask questions. We're here to help you all along the way. You can keep up with the happenings of the Career Center on our website, career.uncc.edu, or follow us on social media at Niner Careers. If you're listening to this show, please share it with folks or if you're watching us on YouTube, thanks so much. Please hit that subscribe button and uh, tinkle the notification bell so that you get notified every time one of these goes up. We appreciate your support. So for Patrick, Jesse, and Matthew, I'm Jay. Thank you for listening to Career Bits. We'll talk to you soon.